0: The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel, Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. There are stories that we don't hear, and if we do hear them, we don't heed them. If we're too comfortable in our life situations and we don't have those instincts of caring about a large segment of the population, often we are tribalistic and we want to protect our own circles. And our hardwiring says that about the most we can think about at a time is a hundred people or so. And so the people who think about the entire world at once are rare and wonderful, and we need to get behind them. There was an interesting discussion on a Facebook group yesterday There was a rural man who was attacking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she's from the Bronx and Queens and she doesn't understand, according to him, the problems that rural people face. And there is a division there between rural people and Ocasio-Cortez. There are a lot of working class white people who think of her as an annoyance at best and as a supreme threat at worst. What we don't understand is that there's a huge overlap between the needs of the working class poor, whether they live in the city or in the country. And if anyone represents those interests well, either, they're representing the other. So people who come in championing the needs of the poor, the needs of women, the needs of the LGBTQ community, the needs of college students, the needs of immigrants, people who come in championing the needs of disenfranchised people will be speaking for all of them at once. That's why identity politics doesn't work. If you are doing something good for poor people, you're doing something good for disenfranchised people. And so everyone has a story. And those of us comfortable people who could still vote for Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or Pete Buttigieg, who could still support them in the primary elections and then switch if you want to, but if you could vote directly for Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, or Pete Buttigieg in the primaries or in the caucuses, you remain an asshole. And I've had a lot of pushback on this idea, but there are no supportable reasons to support corporate candidates. Now, if you do signal as a liberal, if you signal in a woke way, then there are stories you need to hear. If you profess to care about disenfranchised people, then listen to some of these stories.
1: We all carry a story in us. The stories we carry within us can go untold for months, years, and even decades under the weight of pain, guilt, and private suffering. But when we step forward to share our stories, we realize we are not alone. We realize our issues are collective issues and our pain is collective pain. We realize the real failings are not personal failings, but that of a failed economic and political system. We realize we are not the crazy ones. We realize we are right to be angry and we learn about issues that aren't our own. Our stories can move us to fight for someone we don't know. Our stories can be woven into a much larger story and our personal struggles can be woven into collective struggle. A single story has the potential to move millions who see their story in yours.
0: Those are the stories, and we didn't even hear the stories, but those are the stories that could move us and help us to understand that we're all in this together. So if you're a rural person, or an urban person, or a comfortable suburban person. What we need to understand is a collective struggle and not an individual struggle or a tribal struggle or a my team needs to win or my candidate needs to win struggle. We're all in this together and so we need to understand that the comfortable people who support corporate candidates are not going to help with their woke signaling. They're not going to help the people whose stories are sad and difficult that way. I worked for Hillary Clinton. Her attacks on Bernie Sanders are a big mistake. In a new Hulu documentary and Hollywood Reporter interview, Hillary Clinton perpetuates the false narrative that Bernie Sanders supporters are largely a gang of raging bros who spend all day trolling his opponents online. It's his online Bernie bros and their relentless attacks on lots of his competitors, particularly the women, Clinton said. The myth that Sanders supporters are predominantly raging young white bros whose driving purpose is to viciously troll and harass his adversaries took hold during the 2016 election and has been pushed relentlessly by his 2020 detractors. We know, because although we avoided using the derisive term Bernie bro, we still bought into that narrative in 2016. We did so as outspoken advocates for Clinton, who Peter had advised during her first presidential run. Peter Dow, that is. Peter's history with the Clintons goes back to 2006 when he joined Clinton's team as a digital strategist. Soon thereafter, he became the Internet director for her 2008 presidential campaign. He also worked for the Clinton Global Initiative and set up regular blog roundtables for former President Bill Clinton. Because of his personal connection to the Clintons and our belief that electing the first woman president was a worthy cause, we joined millions of Democrats in defending and promoting Clinton during the 2016 race. We all fought for what we believed in, and too many of us got caught up in a bitter internecine battle. But somehow only Sanders supporters were singled out as villains. In the intervening years, we have very publicly reconsidered the single minded intensity of our Clinton advocacy and apologized for exacerbating divisions between Clinton and Sanders voters. In the process, we have come to realize the extent to which the term Bernie Bro marginalizes and erases the voices of millions of people of color and women who are part of the Sanders inspired, not me us movement. Here is the irony. As we began to embrace not-me-us and express support for Sanders, a cadre of Sanders haters began trolling and harassing us with the same venom that they attribute to so-called Bernie bros. They impugned our motives and character, called us traitors and sellouts, and mobbed our Twitter threads. It was a disconcerting awakening to the hypocrisy of those who slam Sanders supporters as a bunch of sexist young white males then engage in identical behavior to those they criticize. The lesson is unmistakable. There are angry and obnoxious supporters of all candidates. Isolating Sanders supporters and implying they are a misogynistic monolith is profoundly unfair. Why are other candidates' backers allowed to fight hard without being reduced to a regressive moniker? While sexism and harassment are unacceptable in any forum, the hyper-focus on a small minority of aggressive online trolls purposely tarnishes an entire movement through guilt by association. For Clinton to come out rhetorical guns blazing against Sanders weeks before primary voting begins reflects misplaced priorities on the part of the Clinton camp and an unfortunate willingness to amplify destructive myths about Sanders and his supporters. Moreover, Clinton implies there's some equivalence between Sanders and Donald Trump, saying, we want, hopefully, to elect a president who's going to try to bring us together and not either turn a blind eye or actually reward the kind of insulting, attacking, demeaning, degrading behavior that we've seen from this current administration. There is absolutely no basis to compare Sanders to Trump. Sanders has sparked a massive progressive grassroots movement. In a recent poll, he has majority support from black voters under 35 and among all young voters. He has energized people across the country and has built an incredibly diverse and unified coalition committed to upholding core progressive values. He has demonstrated the courage to call for a political revolution and systemic change against the Washington establishment that serves only the ultra-wealthy and powerful. While we will never gratuitously attack Clinton to ingratiate ourselves to her critics, we cannot sit back while the Democratic Party establishment tries to minimize and tear down the mass movement Sanders has helped build. That includes the Obamas, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, and other Democratic leaders who over the past two decades have proven unable or unwilling to stem a rising and emboldened right wing in America while they continue to peddle the fiction that Sanders and his voters are too far left. It is long past time for a progressive overhaul of the entire party, and it would be better for our country and our future if Democratic leaders encouraged the Sanders movement rather than try to erase it. Which brings us to our conclusion. Despite your protestations, you remain an asshole. I'm talking to certain people, and you know who you are, We've had conversations on Facebook, on Twitter, in other places, in comments, to YouTube videos, and there are no supportable arguments for endorsing Joe, Barack, Hillary, Chuck, Nancy, Pete, or Elizabeth. Even though they may use cultural signaling to persuade disenfranchised constituencies that they care, their allegiance to their corporate donors precludes them from ever doing anything substantive for the groups to whom they signal. They are the smiling fox. Malcolm X made this point very clearly. Corporatist conservatives are the snarling wolf, corporatist liberals are the smiling fox. One is the wolf, the other is a fox. No matter what, they'll both eat you. Yesterday, I urged Bernie to make sure he's not getting his elbows too close to these other elbows, to the smiling fox elbows. They are not your friends, Bernie, and we told you that yesterday. So today we're here to remind you that the Bernie bros and the Bernie sisters who fight ardently on your behalf are not fighting on behalf of the unity candidates, Joe, Elizabeth, and Pete. They're not our friends and we don't think they're your friends. So what I'm trying to say, I'm not speaking on behalf of all of the Bernie supporters, but what I'm trying to say is keeping things civil and unified is not my goal. My goal is to make sure that the corporatist smiling foxes are defeated and the corporatist snarling wolves are defeated. And they're all on the same team. And so let's work together, whether we're Bernie bros or Bernie sisters, whether or not we remain civil at all times, we need to keep in mind who the true enemies are, the wolves and the foxes. And we need to work together to make sure that they are defeated. Get on board. The Bernie or Bust train Come get on board The Bernie or Bust train Once you hear that clickety-clack There ain't no time for turning back Go get on board The Bernie or Bust train The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust television